0: We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, God used angels all through the Old Testament, and we know that. We've all understood that but somehow we've let it slip from us when we get over into the day that we live. And we wonder, well, I wonder why we don't have any manifestation of these things today. Why don't we see these things today? Back when the Six-Day War of Israel took place, there were some tremendous things that happened. I know one story that came out of one of those wars. I don't remember which at this point. But a friend of mine was there, and he was talking to some of the people. And they said there was a... Israeli soldier that he had just had all that war he wanted you know and they were tremendously outnumbered so he was just going to get out of there he was just going to desert now he's carrying his carbine and he's just trying to run away he just took off across the desert trying to run across the sand dune and get away and as he topped the hill he run up on a whole battalion and a machine gun nest and they all threw down their weapons and threw up their hands and he captured all of them And he's just standing there, you know, like, (laughs) what's going on, you know? Afraid he's going to get shot. And they all threw down their weapons. And they said, we heard the soldiers coming. We heard tanks coming. We heard just a multitude. And we could see the dust and hear the roar of it. So we just gave up. One Israeli soldier. And he's trying to run away. (laughs) Now, God's still on his throne, folks. And there's still some manifestation in this earth. But you see, we need to learn that God is still the same. And these ministering spirits are in the earth today. They're here to minister for us. They're not here to just do everything that we want to call on them to do, but they're here to minister for us. They do things that we can't do. Let's take a look at Psalms 91. Let's just start with verse 2 there. He says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Surely he shall deliver thee. Not maybe. I think one of the things that has stood out probably more than anything else in the scriptures, as I've done the study on angels, was the fact that the people that were delivered supernaturally were people that were speaking things boldly and making bold statements about it. He goes on to say, He will cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand may fall by thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Now many times people say, well, I know that somebody believed that way and they got killed, you know, or they didn't work for them. Well, here it says a thousand may fall by thy side, ten thousand thy right hand, but it won't come nigh thee. So let's just say what God said about it. He goes on down to tell us that he'll give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all your ways. Verse 11, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and dragon shall thou trample underfoot. Well, he goes on to say, with long life, the last verse says, with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. See, show him my salvation. God rides upon the chariots of fire, the chariots of salvation, deliverance, that comes by the ministry of angels is available to us today. That is God's direction to us to believe his word and to believe for these things to come about. Now let's go to Second Kings the seventh chapter. The setting here for this is the fact that Samaria has been besieged. The king has decided that Elisha the prophet is the cause of it. So he sent the people down there to get him. And Elisha already, by the Spirit of God, knows that he's coming. And when the man came, in fact, they came to get him. They were going to pull his head. They fully intended to kill him. And as soon as they came to the door, here's what Elisha said. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Now, what it was, Samaria was besieged. They were starving to death in the city. They were eating their own children. And the king was upset about it. So the prophet of God now When he comes, he says, Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time a measure of fine flour shall be sold for two shekels, and two measures of barley for a shekel, in the gates of Samaria. Now, that was unheard of. I mean, they thought this guy has got problems. But now listen to what happened. Then the Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, now what we'd say is the king's right-hand man answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this be, or he's saying, in other words, if the Lord were to make windows in heaven, that couldn't happen. We couldn't have that much food in Samaria. There's no way, Mac. Might this be, he said, Behold. Actually, what happened here is this king's right-hand man provoked the angel. Listen to what happened. Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eye, but shalt not eat thereof. Now, that's what the prophet said to him. Now, the story continues. There were four lepers that were there at the gate. They couldn't get in the city. They wouldn't let them in the city. And they said, hey, we're going to die if we sit here. And we ought to do something. I mean, if they let us in there, we're still going to die. And they won't let us in there. And one of them said, why don't we go down to the enemy's camp? Why, they've got plenty of food down there. And per adventure, they'll feed us. So here's four lepers now. And God can't get any of these other people to do anything. But here's four lepers sitting there. They don't have anything to lose. So they just get up and start down toward the enemy's camp. Four lepers. I mean, they don't have any power. They don't have any weapons. Don't have anything. Now, on the way down there, they start finding clothes. start finding shoes. They find all kinds of things. Strode all along the way. And they get down there and they find the camp's empty. There's no one there. All kinds of food. All kinds of provisions. abundant supply. And there's all those people holed up up there in the walls of that city afraid. And these four old lepers <laughs> that had no weapons at all. They've gone down there and taken the whole camp. Just because they started You see, all God was wanting was for somebody to make a step toward the enemy's camp. And then the angels got involved in the situation. The Bible said the Lord caused them to hear a noise of chariots and horses. And I'll tell you quite frankly, I'm convinced what it was. It was the angels out there stomping their feet. Thousands, multitudes of angels just stomping their feet in the desert. Probably stirred up quite a sandstorm. <laughs> but anyway, they all run off and thought that they had hired other kings to come in and fight for them. They all left. Now, here's the four lepers. They just decided to act on something. And they're out there, they're gathering up, and they just eat all the food they wanted. And then they started getting the gold and silver, and burying it. And they, one of them said, You know, said we oughtn't to do this. Said we ought to go up there and share this with some other folks. And so they go and tell the king. And the king. <laughs> Bless his heart, he's in that negative stream that we've talked about. He believes the worst of everything. He said, I tell you what's happened. He said, It's an ambush. They're hiding out, and when we go down there, they're going to come out and kill us all. But finally, they did talk him into sending. They had a couple of horses left that they hadn't eaten, so they sent them down there to see what was down there. And sure enough, they found out it's just exactly like the four lepers said. And there, the next day, right in the city where they said that it's impossible for this to happen. You see, the thing that happened there, God was waiting for somebody to cooperate with Him. He couldn't get anybody to go down toward the enemy's camp. Everybody was afraid. But the four old lepers, because they just simply started out against the enemy, or down toward the enemy's camp, that was all God was waiting on. And the angels brought supernatural deliverance. Now notice what happened. It says, The people went out and spoiled the tents, in verse 16, and so that the measure of flour was sold for the price that they said it was the next day. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he had leaned, in other words, the king's right-hand man, to have charge over the gate. Now remember the prophecy that the prophet said to him, You will see it with your eye, but you won't eat of it. And the people trode upon him in the gate, and he died as the men of God said who spake as the king came down to him. And it came to pass that they sold the barley and they sold the flour in the gates of Samaria just exactly like the prophet said. So here again is an indication that speaking against what God has said will provoke angels. He got this fellow in a heap of trouble. He got run over at the gate. He had said, if God opens the windows of heaven, this couldn't happen. But it did happen, and because it did happen, it cost him his life. Because he said what he did. God has supernatural deliverance for us. There's missionaries in foreign lands that have seen God come on the scene with his angels and deliver them in different situations. I know a missionary friend of mine said that they were there and they had to spend the night in a place. And people asked him the next day, said, who was those... Men wearing those white suits that set up in your van all night and watched. And he said, there wasn't any there. They said, yes, there was. We was over there a couple of times and they were there. Well, it was the angels. There was no one else in the van. God stationed angels there. Well, you see, they're still available today. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. We have an offer this week. It's CD offer number 7240. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. It's entitled The Substance of Things. We're talking about faith is a substance of things hoped for. But the Apostle Paul in Romans, the first chapter, makes a statement that's very important. He says, for the invisible things of him, talking about of God, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made even the eternal power and the Godhead. Now, the invisible things are clearly seen. How do you understand and see invisible things? By things that are made. Well, what did God make? He made man in His image. He created the earth. And man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. It reveals the Godhead. The invisible things are understood by things that are made. That's the reason Jesus taught the way He did. He would take a seed and He would say, if you had faith as a seed, you would say to the sycamine tree, Be plucked up with the root, be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now see, they knew something about seeds and planting. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should cast seed into the ground. Now who casts the seed? The man does. And it should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up in the earth, not how. So he tells you that things that are made reveals how the kingdom of God works. Now, for instance, a Polaroid Camera, it works by the polarization of light. That film in that camera is so sensitive to light that it imprints on that film what it's exposed to. That's the way the human spirit is. Your human spirit, if you expose it to the Word of God, it imprints the Word of God in your spirit, and it will develop in you and bring forth the manifestation of the promise of God in your life. This will give you great insight into how the substance of things can work for you. That's CD offer number 7240. A total of $19. The toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046.